guys, it's Carly. And it's Arlie, and welcome back to another episode of Growing Pains, a super special episode because we have our first guests, and we're so excited. So Two Degrees Hotter is with us, Anya and Kylie. Um, Welcome to Growing Pains. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having us. It's an honor. This is the first time we've ever been guests on another podcast. We've got a lot of firsts going on here. Firsts, yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be exciting. I'm very happy. Yeah, so today um, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Um, Like I said, Anya and Kylie also have their own podcast, very similar to Growing Pains, and they're also best friends, um, and they're going to introduce themselves, but just um, for everyone listening, we're kind of going to talk about post-grad jobs, um, you know, balancing all of the things that they have going on in their lives, and also having a podcast uh, themselves. So to start, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, that would be awesome. Sure, I can kick it off. So I'm Anya. I am 23. Um, I just graduated from Northeastern University in Boston last May, so May of 2020, um, with a degree in, um, why do I have to think about this, political <laughs> science and environmental studies. Um, so yeah, I was really interested in like the intersection of climate change and policy and like how um, how everything could intersect there. And I currently live in New Hampshire. Yes, and I'm Kylie, and I just recently graduated from Assumption College in Worcester, Massachusetts, uh, back in May, so Zoom University, class of 2020. <laughs> and my degree was in English, writing and mass communications with a concentration in journalism and professional writing, which is just a really long-winded way of saying that I was a journalism major. Um, And now I attend a law school in Boston. I am in my first year. I just wrapped up my first semester. Um, So now I went from Zoom University to Zoom University School of Law. So it's been great. Incredible. So we are just going to dive into a little bit about you guys individually with law school and work and things like that. Um, Are you can kick it off with the first couple questions. Yeah. So Kylie, um, since you're doing law school online, first of all, Carly and I are also headed to grad school. Carly is headed there next in a couple days, basically (laughs) weeks. Okay. Weeks, a couple weeks. And I was going to go to grad school um, next year, but, but because of Zoom University, I was like, I don't really, I don't really know about that one. So I'm so curious, like, how has that been? Like, you graduated um, on Zoom University, now you're Zoom University Part 2 Law Edition. Like, how has that been? Like, has it been, like, a lot harder for you? Or do you feel like because you've been able to, you know, have that experience in undergrad, you've been able to adapt? Like, Just generally, you know, how has the experience been? Yeah, so I I think it's hard to say whether or not, especially the law school is like a whole different animal from undergrad um, and even I think other grad programs as well. So it's hard for me to say whether or not it's like harder than it would have been because I haven't experienced law school in person at all yet, which is kind of crazy to say. Mm -hmm. And I won't be experiencing it anytime soon because I am online (laughs) next semester. Um, I will say it was definitely an adjustment, um, especially because, you know, I was planning on going to school in Boston and I really wanted to be able to have that like city life, going to school in the city, having that so that when I wasn't studying and needed those breaks, I had like kind of the world as my oyster and clearly that was all taken away. So it was definitely essential for me to find a balance between like when 
it was school and when I was not doing school, mm-hmm. especially because mm-hmm. where I'm sitting right now is where I did literally all of my school work, took all of my classes, all of that, mm-hmm. and it's in my bedroom. So like really figuring out how to divide my school life from my personal life um, was really essential. I'm hoping the first semester was a little rocky. It's rocky for every 1L in their first semester, every first year law student, for it to be rocky and stressful and you're really just getting your footing. I'm hoping that next semester is a bit better and that I, you know, can take the tools that I learned from this semester and make it better. And then hopefully after that, crossing my fingers, we're in person and it'll just like all be so much easier. Right. And like on part of my ignorance with the law school and how law school works, I watched How to Get Away with Murder in <laughs> qu- during quarantine and that is the extent of my <laughs> law school knowledge. Mm-hmm. But they did cold calls like in the show and like I've talked to one of my friends who wants to go to law school and he's like yeah like that's what happens do they do that like on zoom like I'm just so curious how that works (laughs) yeah so as far as I know none of my professors changed how they went about it's called the Socratic method law school's taught through the Socratic method where (laughs) the professor just calls on you depending on the professor I had one professor that he called on you per case so in law school you read cases you read case law and that's how you learn the law Um, so he would call on you for a case and you knew if he said, all right, Kylie, can you tell us what happened in King V board of trustees? That's what I was on call for, for this class. Um, and you're stuck with that case. It doesn't matter if you didn't read it. It doesn't matter if you have no idea what you're talking about. You got to figure it out and you got to figure it out quick. Zoom does have like the added ability of you can like fake camera glitches or turn your camera off or things like that. Not that I ever did that, of course. Um, (laughs) but yeah so it's definitely a thing um it was definitely still a thing on zoom it's one of those things that the first time it happens it's the scariest thing to ever happen I was cold called on my very first day of class it was terrible but nothing was worse than that so you got through it right you got the the scariest thing out of the way Mm -hmm. like yeah first yeah and then I was like it cannot be a worse cold call than the first day of class when you have actually no idea what you're doing yeah I literally would cry I would cry (laughs) I'm just thinking my sister's in law school. Um, She's finishing up her, like she's graduating in in May. um, And she is the most like antisocial and shy person and probably would never raise her hand if her life depended on it. So I'm just, I haven't even had that conversation with her and now I want to because I'm just so curious to see how that went for her. Yeah, it definitely for if, because I'm kind of the same way. I don't really I'll volunteer in class, like I'll participate if needed, but I am not the first person to raise my mm-hmm. hand. So it definitely put me out of my comfort zone. And it also just forces you to be prepared for class because you never know mm-hmm. when you're going to get called on. And like the worst thing ever is being called on and not knowing the answer because everyone's, you're just like, everyone's thinking that I'm such an idiot. This is yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. But, um, I, yeah, I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Like what led, like what led you to law in the first place? Like, I feel like you really need to have a pull to go to law school to endure what law school is, but. Yeah, so I originally started at Assumption as a double major in English and secondary education. I learned really quickly that I would kind of just tacked on the education because I wanted to study English. I'm a huge book nerd, reading nerd. I We were just doing an episode and I was talking about how I miss writing essays. Like I'm just a big nerd like that. Um, so. I studied English and then, you know, everyone was kind of like, well, you're not going to be like a starving artist after you graduate. So what's, what's the deal? What are you going to do? And essentially just various like mentors and things like that led me to consider 
going to law school just based on like my own skills, how I wanted to like make an impact on the world um, and the kind of fulfillment that I wanted to get out of my own career. So that is how I ended up in law school. And it's definitely, you, it, there's like a saying that like the first year trims the fat. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of falls into two buckets where there's like the fat and I'm using air quotes cause I realize it's like a weird phrase um, mm-hmm. of people who like maybe academically can't keep up with it cause it is a really rigorous program. But I also think there's the bucket of people who didn't really understand what they were getting themselves into. Cause again, it's super rigorous and it takes up most of your life, especially your first year. Um, so yeah, you definitely want to make sure that you do all your research, do all your homework, make sure this is what you want to do. If you need to take a gap year to really double check that, you know, you want to go to law school and you're not just doing it for, you know, because you want mo- the money or you don't want to work a real mm-hmm. job yet or things like that, that you be honest with yourself about that and know what you're getting yourself into beforehand. For sure. I feel like I just had a conversation with my parents. I'm the only one that didn't go to law school. My parents are both lawyers. My sister's in law school. My whole family is lawyers. I am like the odd man out. And I have been asked continuously, like, do you think you're going to go? Do you think you're going to go? Maybe not this year, maybe next year, maybe 10 years. It's just constant. So that was a good thing to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely do it when you're, if you don't want to do it, that's totally fine. Yeah. And if you do want to do it, do it when you're ready, because you'll get so much more out of it. And especially do it when it's on Zoom University. Right. Give yourself that. Yeah. Did that, like, did you have a moment of pause when, like, the pandemic hit? Like, should I go right now? Like, is this, you know, what I should do? Should I, should I wait? Yeah. So I think when the pandemic first hit, I was kind of relieved that I was going into school because again I was graduating with an English degree into like a failing economy. I was like thank god I don't have to go into the job market right now there's nothing out there for me. Um, I will say throughout the semester there were a few points where I was like maybe I should have taken a year off because I don't want to cheat myself out of the experience and I don't want any of my I don't want to say failures because that's not like the word that I'm looking for but any of my like pitfalls to be because it's on an, in an online environment um but overall I mean it is what it is if I was working full-time right now it would still be hard and I'm sure Anya can speak to that as well because we're all just doing it's just a weird time so I'm kind of like eh this is this is what I chose I chose to go after I graduated right away for a reason and I have to trust that you know those reasons were are still relevant even though it's online yeah and that's a great segue um into what you're doing Anya um I am actually currently like just starting the process of working for a startup in addition to all of the crazy things that life has thrown at me um so I would love to know literally everything like what your experience (laughs) was again how you felt graduating in May like into this pandemic did you already have the job before are you working from home um you know, again, what led you to all of this? Um, Because I know Arlie and I have talked significantly just about career paths and um, our undergrad majors, they're fueling a lot, but they might not be fueling the exact direction that we're going in. So I would love to know, um, you talked about your major and undergrad, but just everything, how how you got where you are. (laughs) Happy to spill the tea. And um, it's funny because I realized I didn't really say 
what I do for a job in the intro. And I was thinking about that while you guys were talking. And I feel like when you're a student, it's like so part of your identity. Like you're just ingrained to like say your name, what you're Mm -hmm. studying, where you go. And when you have a full-time job, it's just so not the case, at least for me. Like I like forget that I don't tell people what I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, what I do is um, I am sort of in a unique position because I am a program manager at a startup that works with other startups. So I feel like I actually have like a decent amount of insight into like the startup world because Mm -hmm. basically every day I'm talking to CEOs, I'm talking to co-founders, like I'm helping with supply chain management essentially, um, which you might be like, that does not sound like political science and environmental (laughs) studies. Um, So I guess I'll jump into that. So um, while I was in school, I did my first internship at a state agency related to clean energy. And I, you know, I was a combined political science major. I thought that I really liked, you know, government and like order. And I thought that like that was kind of the route that I wanted to go. Um, And then actually working the job, I was like, bureaucracy is so real. Like there is red tape. And I think I was lucky to be at an organization that wasn't like extremely bureaucratic, but just seeing that side of things kind of made me want to pivot a little bit. Um, So that from that point on, I kind of knew that I would lean more towards the environmental side of my degree compared to the political science side of my degree. And I did my second internship at a unicorn startup, um, which if you're not familiar with the term is a startup with a valuation over a billion dollars. So essentially like a successful startup Mm -hmm. company. And it's hilarious because I told everyone that I worked at a startup when I worked there, but it had over a thousand people. And like, that is not a startup in my book anymore. (laughs) Like, like I talk to startups with like one person, two people, Mm -hmm. three people every single day. Like that's a startup to me now. So it's just funny to like, think that I was like oh yeah I work at a startup it's like no the the like environment is so so different when you're like mm-hmm. really in like a scrappy like several person job which is kind of where I am now um so I kind of took like what I liked out of both of those experiences and kind of figured out that I want to pursue work that I'm passionate about but also in a setting that I could make a real difference because I felt like that was something that was lacking from the more like bureaucratic setting that I had worked in originally um so as far as like pros and cons I think the pros are that you really are able to um, initiate new ideas and feel really heard by management. So I actually work on a team of three full-time people. So like I'm one third of the ideologies <laughs> in you know, the company. Um, and also you wear lots and lots of hats, whether that's a positive or a negative to you. I definitely do a lot of things that are outside of my original job description. And that's just kind of how it is um, when you're in a small organization, you know, everyone's got to pick up what needs to get done. Um, I also took on a lot of responsibility early on. So I onboarded in April, May, like as I was graduating. And then to your point, I did onboard completely virtually. I am still working virtually. I've been into the office like three times total, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which is disappointing because I actually work in like a well-known clean tech incubator space, which is like a very exciting dynamic environment when you're actually there, but no one's actually there right now. So yeah, I think starting out, I took on way more responsibility than you typically would in like a corporate job in your first year. Um, I actually already have managed interns myself, which is nuts because I'm like, I'm 12 years old myself. Um, And then I think there's like the stereotypical startup pros, which are like, you know, you dress casual, there's like beer on tap, like fun benefits, like all of that I think Mm -hmm. has been true in my two startup experiences. Um, As far as negatives, structure is very minimal um Mm -hmm. and we always joke that like parts of our jobs are like in the wild west like you're not necessarily going to enter into like all of these 
organized systems and like data management softwares and things like that. Like you're building this stuff from the ground up. So um, it's a lot of like problem solving on that end. And um, like I mentioned, you're always kind of juggling a lot. The job description doesn't always cover everything. Um, so just kind of going into that, knowing that you might need to handle some things that are outside of what you originally perceived your role to be. Um, and then this is something that I only recently started thinking about, and I don't think it's an issue for me in my position because I'm so like external facing, but I think in general, a problem at startups can be that your network reach is smaller. And I say that because when I worked at like that thousand person company, I tried to have lunch with someone new like every week just to like network and get to know people. But like when your team is two other people, <laughs> you know, your network only goes so far. So I think if you're working at a startup that's really small and scrappy, you kind of need to make the effort to seek out additional um, connections, I guess, if your role isn't external facing. Mm -hmm. um, and then lastly, I think just working at a startup is inherently taking a risk mm -hmm. because you don't have the same financial runway that a corporate company does. And yes, they most likely care about their employees a little more. They might be a little closer with them and like you're not so much a number, but the reality is that like often this idea, this product whatever it is could fail and you'd be left without a job. So I think that's something to consider if you're just like dedicated enough to the mission to be in for the long haul or like have it end tomorrow. Cause you never know with a startup. Um, but I was really lucky to land this job right before COVID I accepted, I got the offer March 13th and accepted it on the 16th. So like literally the week, everything Peak. hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right before. Um, yeah. Like I got sent home from school on the 11th. I got the call on the 13th, except that on the 16th, I was like, my life is a tornado. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think my recommendation would be to like, look at industry specific job boards. That's like what I found most mm -hmm. helpful was like, I could search LinkedIn and like ZipRecruiter and all of these random websites as much as I wanted. But like the curated environmental related jobs were like, what was actually interesting to me. Um, so that's how I ended up finding this one. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like forward looking, I'm still like figuring out what my next steps are. Mm -hmm. I know that I'll likely pursue um, a graduate level degree at some point, but I'm kind of refining like what direction I want to go with it. Um, if I want to do more of like an MBA, like businessy route, or if I want to go more towards like the climate science side of things, because that's also really interesting to me. But yeah, that's, uh, I think that's all the tea I have to spill on, wow. on the startup side. <laughs> no, that's incredible. Um, I would love to know like how has it been working from home are you back in your childhood home are you somewhere else how has that been i am back at my good old childhood home <laughs> i um did have my apartment for the first part of um quarantine and everything okay. in boston but i was sort of back and forth spending most of my time here just because it felt safer than being in mm -hmm. like an urban area um, and yeah, it's definitely been an adjustment. All mm -hmm. three, like my, both my parents are working from home and me. So it's just really a time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting because I think in some ways it's opened more doors because we're so connected now. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like I speak to a lot of startup companies from like different countries, which wouldn't necessarily be the case if we were in person. Mm -hmm. Um, but of course there's struggles with it and sitting on zoom all days can be very fatiguing as I'm mm -hmm. sure we all know from different areas of our life and everything. Um, but I think, you know, I, I always joke that like, we're really lucky that the pandemic happened in 2020. Cause like, had it happened in like 1975, like literally what would we have done? Like, would <laughs> life just like stop? Like, I don't right. know. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's such a good point. <laughs> no, that's right. We're yeah, so connected. Just, mm -hmm. 
and just hearing about all the experiences and everything that's led you to there it's like very familiar just a familiar story to me like Arlie knows I worked at a huge advertising agency after sophomore year and it was incredible like I was like oh my gosh I've never been at a place this big and there's so many people and there were all the perks of like let's have Dunkin like Dunkin Donuts is being brought in on Mondays Mm -hmm. and like the McDonald's clients are coming in on Tuesday so don't bring any like Burger King like Mm -hmm. we'll have like we'll give you (laughs) McDonald's cups so that it looks like you're drinking McDonald's soda and like that was crazy I was like what the heck is going on but and it was great and then now just a complete change of scenery like and just everything like I didn't expect to be where I am right now and like Mm -hmm. being part-time working for these startups the startup is actually for a friend of mine and so it's just like a very interesting dynamic because completely different than what I have done in the past like no structure yeah and I'm always texting them and I'm like do you want this done now today Mm -hmm. tomorrow what do you Mm -hmm. want like and it's just like I'm always met with like, okay, let's just like write up a Google Doc about this and we'll see where it takes us. And I'm like, okay. But yeah. <laughs> just let's I'm such so, Yeah. Like let's I'm such a structured that. person. Yeah. And it's always it's just like, let's <laughs> brainstorm this and see where it goes. Um, yeah. I guess to so. your point, like there the flexibility can be good or bad. Cause if yeah. you're someone that like really needs the structure and like the nine to five, then it could be difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can also manipulate it to like fit for you better. Like, I feel like I'm still very much nine to five. It's just, I can't like go into every day expecting that I know exactly what's going to happen because Mm -hmm. who knows, like I could have 10 fires to put out or it could be a great day, which I think is the case (laughs) with like any job, but yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to love it as things are coming in and I'm like organizing it into this and that. Like I work for Arlie's mom too. So it's just (laughs) like, it's just like trying to find that balance and that time because nothing is really even equivalent to a nine to five right now I'm like juggling seven balls that could be like four hours a day or 10 hours a week it just it's crazy but yeah you sound like a freelancer yeah yeah so it's just (laughs) constant like yeah I mean that's starting to be like I'm I'm seeing the positive I was just telling Arlie like I want to be able to go to the gym at 2 p.m like whatever I want I don't Mm -hmm. want to do go at six in the morning and then go work a nine to five so um but yeah, it's just interesting to see, like, and just hear about your experience with all of that. And that's incredible. Thanks. Yeah, both of you, like, you guys have, like, I think it's so, um, aw- like, awesome is the word that's coming to mind, like, that you both, like, were able to, like, find what worked for you in mm-hmm. such, like, a crazy, tumultuous time, like, graduating undergrad, like, figuring out, like, is this what I want to do? Or, like, do I want to work? Do I want to go to grad school, etc. Like, would you, like, do you have any advice, I guess, like, a lot of our listeners are in college, about to graduate, or have just graduated, they're, you know, we're all kind of figuring it out, like, Mm -hmm. in general, do you have any advice um, for our listeners just on how to navigate kind of this post-grad time of your life? Yeah, definitely, I can kick it off, um, if Kylie doesn't mind. I think something that has come up a lot, a lot, a lot on our show is kind of the expectations that we had for this year. And I feel like everyone, especially like when you're maybe a senior and you're kind of done with your classes, like really romanticizes this idea of like, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to have like this dream job, this great apartment. I'm going to live my like best post-grad life, get drinks every night. Like, and obviously that like wasn't the case for us this year. Um, 
I think just like learning how to like let go of those expectations of like needing to follow a traditional post-grad route, especially in 2020 has been a big lesson this year. And I think the comparison that I have to other people can really be challenging too, is like, you know, I moved back home and that felt like the right decision for me, but I have friends that still live in Boston and like, yeah, I'm jealous of them. And I wish that I could, you know, grab a coffee on Beacon Street, like things mm -hmm. like that. But that's just not the right fit for me right now. So like knowing, this is like such a stereotypical piece of advice, I feel like, but just like really knowing that like everyone has their own path, especially in a pandemic and like you just need to do what's right for you mm -hmm. is like so important. Yeah. I and I also think that it's really important, like college and post-grad and your 20s in general are about navigating and finding you know, what you want to do, what's going to fulfill you, but it also is supposed to be like the best time of our lives. And I know this sounds like super ironic because we're in a pandemic and we can't really have the best time of our lives right now, but just like any chance you get, especially once hopefully things get, you know, a lot better, um, you know, taking those times to enjoy yourself. I think that even just like taking breaks, we were just talking about this, taking breaks and having fun, like brings you a lot of clarity and helps you navigate your life and figure out what you want to do and just like overall be a better person and a more present when you need to uphold responsibilities. Um, so I kind of like to look at it as for every responsibility that you're completing for every um, moment that you take really focusing on working towards your future, working towards your goal, goal and trying to navigate post-grad life, you should also be taking time to have fun and enjoy yourself because you only get your 20s once. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think something else is like, just because you're not in college anymore does not mean you're not still young. Like, I feel like everyone has this perception of like, you graduate and you're like instant adult and like, you know what's going on and like, you're so put together. And it's like, no, I'm like the same person I was eight, nine months ago when I was in college. I'm just like, thrown into this full-time job and like having imposter syndrome every day and like trying to make it work so I think just like realizing that like you're still young and you still have so much time and like not panicking if your immediate situation isn't your ideal one um and like you don't have to have it all figured out and I think that like the more that I grow up the more I realize that like no one has it figured out like mm -hmm. no adult is a real adult you know what I mean mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. My last little piece of advice, and it's very general and not even necessarily for navigating post-grad life, but just life in general, is if you do not have a planner and you're listening to this, for the love of God, go get a planner. <laughs> I mean it. I'm so passionate about this. I've talked about on our show that I was a tutor in undergrad. I tutored for like general writing. And most of the time students would come to me and they'd be like, the essay is due tomorrow and I haven't started. And I'm like, well, how did that happen? And they're like, I forgot. I'm like, okay, well, did you like write down when it was due? No all right, there's, that's the real problem. I don't care about your grammar at all right now. I care about the fact that you didn't write down your due dates. Um, and obviously that extends outside of college. I feel like Anya and I are very much the type of people that have Google calendars and it's mm -hmm. filled out and we know where we need to be. Even if it's on a Zoom call, we know mm -hmm. when we need to be in what Zoom call. Um, so yeah, I think it helps like fake having your life together. You're like, I have a color-coded calendar, so like I yeah. must be doing something right. <laughs> yes, that's so true. When my Google Calendar is all filled out and color-coded, yeah. like the way, I'm like, wow, I am just put yeah. together. Mm -hmm. It's going well, but like the faking it, fake it till you make it. Yeah, I feel 100%. like you just gotta, because like Anya, I think you were saying like no one knows what's happening, like, <laughs> and it's like they didn't know, like no one knows, and now especially like 
mm-hmm. in this time like literally like I everyone I talk to is just like I you, what what's happening next year because like I'm a senior so everyone's graduating in May most people mm-hmm. I know are like I literally I don't know what's happening I don't know where I'm going I don't know what I'm doing and it's comforting in a way like to know like we're all just kind of in this same space like together mm-hmm. and just taking it like one day at a time because that's truly all you can do right now especially like there's nowhere to go yeah definitely <laughs> you know yeah and I know what stood out for me was one the romanticizing like you're gonna have your perfect job in your apartment and all of that because Arlie and I are currently in the process of like okay <laughs> we're moving to Philly um let's look on Zillow see what apartments and like I think our dreams are like like flashed and kind of like taken away from us for a hot second because yeah. we were like oh we don't have the money for that yes yeah, yeah. Not we're like we happen. want an island we yeah. want an island we want exposed brick like we want a nice fireplace like and it- yeah <laughs> we just keep going but it's like that like little dream of like mm-hmm. maybe you know at some point it's just getting us through yeah, yeah. And then you yeah. hop on Zillow and you're like, this garden level oh. unit with the yeah. bars over the windows is going to have to do. do. Like, it's yep. just going to have to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that stood out. And then also just what you said, Anya, about um, we're still young. I have been having an external crisis, which I keep telling Arlie about, that I feel like I'm literally like going to have like gonna get engaged married and have children tomorrow like I feel like it's all like I'm 40 tomorrow that's it and I'm just like continuously freaking out about that and I was like I'm not ready keep in mind I literally don't have a boyfriend there are no men in sight um no like I cannot have a baby right now but that's what's going on in my head um so that stood out like I am still young I'm fine we are okay (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely. funny that you mentioned that because Anya and I were just talking about Anya's childhood friend had a baby a few months back and one of my childhood friends is pregnant right now and I texted Anya and I was like, I don't even know how to make like full f- meals every day. Like yes. I don't feed myself three yeah. times a day like I should. How yeah, would I have a baby right now? I think but then part of me is like, I should be having a baby actually right now. And maybe that would solve all my problems if I just had a baby. Exactly. <laughs> but that only lasts for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think my Instagram caption when she got married, this one friend was like, she's walking down the aisle tomorrow and I'm still microwaving my pizza rolls instead of putting them in the toaster. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, I, Carly, what do you say about how our- two, Yeah, two of our- Yep, two people from our high school got engaged on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and the first time, like, Christmas Eve, it was, like, probably 11.30 p.m., Arlie sends me a screenshot, and it's like, what? And we're just going back and forth, and I was, like, sending audio messages, and I was like, everyone has their own path, everyone has their own path, we're fine, (laughs) it's all okay, and then, like, not even... 12 hours later I get another message that was like get like I don't know like you're not gonna believe this and I was like what another person is engaged (laughs) like but like Kylie what you said like everyone has their own time and let's not not compare ourselves Mm -hmm. like we're all on we're all on our own track and sometimes that's hard though sometimes that's hard because you see people like you know getting the job you really want or like getting engaged and having children you're like should I be doing doing that that? like I want the Tiffany ring too yeah right like (laughs) I want this that seems like a fairy tale but again another thing is like you don't know what's happening behind the scenes that's yeah yeah and I told her like if we were both engaged right now we couldn't live in Philly together in our dream apartment because we'd probably be wanting to live with our fiancés so Mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason (laughs) 
we are fine. Um, and I think just our last kind of overall topic is one, we want to know how you started your podcast, um, the inspiration behind it. Um, so curious to see if it aligns with Arlie and I's weird story um, for how we started. And then also just how you manage everything, um, since you guys both are extremely busy with work and school. Um, how has the podcast been in addition to that? How, how have you managed your other relationships? Um, just everything. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can kick us off with kind of how the podcast got started. So as I mentioned, I was in English writing and mass communications major. So my senior capstone was to create a podcast series with the other people in my major. Um, so this one specifically was on like the history of college and mm -hmm. how college became so like interwoven into our society and such an expectation of mm -hmm. young people especially um but through doing that I really enjoyed it we were using anchor and I thought it was a really cool medium and something that I had never tried before and so once quarantine hit and we were all super bored I was like damn I really miss like doing that podcast thing like that was kind <laughs> of fun um so I texted Anya and I think the exact text said Maybe it's the quarantine talking, but I think we should start a podcast. And to my surprise, she said, okay. Um, so here we are mm -hmm. starting a podcast. And yeah, the rest is history. Yeah. And I think like we've both always been big content consumers and like enthusiasts. Like we both like watched all the like college YouTubers. We listened to all the college podcasts. So like, I don't think this new like venture of ours was a total talk to anyone in our lives but I think it's yeah yeah it's been fun and uh sometimes we joke that like maybe the quarantine's still talking but <laughs> we're enjoying it and yeah it's been a fun outlet um it's incredible yeah ours started as well during quarantine it was mentioned before and then we just like started going on walks Long and we were like preaching I feel like if anybody was walking near us they would have been like what are these girls talking about because we would be preaching topics <laughs> and then I don't know I really looked at it me and was happened. like yeah we should do this and I was like wait really yes <laughs> yeah it's Here funny because I, I think there was like a section of like deep quarantine where, where like all the podcast mics on Amazon were sold out <laughs> really <laughs> and I was like it's such a mood <laughs> yes sure. Um, yeah. I guess, like, as far as our friendship with the podcast, I feel like yeah. we're both pretty type A people, mm -hmm. and I think, if anything, it's kind of brought us closer because we're constantly talking about, like, working on the same shared goals, and I think mm -hmm. having gone to different colleges, sometimes we would go, like, a week or so without talking, and that's, like, definitely not the case now. Like, I feel like we're touching base every day on something, mm -hmm. um, so I think that's been fun, and... Kylie, I don't know. Am I a good business partner, would you say? Has it been good? <laughs> I don't really know. No, <laughs> no, I think it's definitely one of those things where I feel like people would normally like warn against going into business in air quotes because I don't know if this is really a business or not. <laughs> um, but I feel like they would warn against like going into business with your friends. I'm kind of of the mindset of like, if you're really good friends, it will work out because like communication is key in all aspects mm -hmm. and you should be able to communicate with your good friends. So I feel like we've done a really good job. Like, I think it's just put our friendship to the test. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. We have like a solid foundation um, to work on and kind of can just go to each other with anything. So yeah, I agree that it's, if anything, it's brought us closer. Yeah. And I think it's convenient because our strengths are kind of in different areas too. Yeah. Like we've divided 
I'm sure you guys have a similar situation. Like you kind of have to divide the work. So everyone has ownership of their own stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like I've kind of from the beginning taken on like the more technical side of things with the editing and kind of all the platform work and stuff like that. And then Kylie's been more of like the creative and like graphics side of things. So I think that's also been helpful is like, if you're going to go into any venture with a friend is just having like a clear division of who's doing what so that those responsibilities aren't foggy and weird and shared and everything. So like, I think we give each other autonomy over like what our designated areas are, but I'm sure you guys probably have a similar thing. No. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely do. I feel like sometimes Carly and I are just like, can you do that? Like we're Mm -hmm. still like working out some of like those like separating of like, we definitely have our strengths. Like Carly is all the graphics. Like I quite frankly do not know how to do it at all. Like I literally, I don't know how to do it. I tried to go on Canva, like tried to do it. It's not working. Um, but yeah, just like figuring out like who, you know, can do the graphics or who can edit, like Mm -hmm. working those things out. I think it's like similar to you guys. Like it's definitely brought us closer because some, like you have to both be comfortable with what you're putting out there, like how you are kind of branding yourself and like branding the podcast and like making sure both parties are comfortable and you know good with what we're doing like like publicly but also like behind the scenes of like how is this working like are we like good because after like 11 years of friendship for us like sometimes like throughout our friendship things have come up and like through the trajectory of that friendship that hasn't always gone the greatest, but like now working together, like in a business fashion, it's like, okay, we need, and it's like really helped, I think, like solidify, how do we talk about these things? Like, how do we work through things? And it has definitely brought us closer, I would say, Car, right? Would uh, Would you agree? I would. (laughs) Yeah, no. um, I mean, same thing that you guys had, you like quickly touched on um, before it, like before starting the podcast going, like a week or so without talking we probably like end of like second semester of uh, freshman year and then all of sophomore year we almost went like all of each semester without talking like that's how busy we were and like just focused on everything that was going on right in front of us which was great because it allowed us to make friends at school but we like came home like the summer after freshman year and in between sophomore year and we were like what what's going like how are you like because we were like we're best friends but we were so just like thrown into like I don't we're both the type that like we were in like 12 clubs for no reason but like loved all of them and so it was like that was everything to us and then come home decompress understand what's going on um and like we were 500 miles away so there was no Mm. seeing each other on a random weekend um but yeah it's helped with um just navigating this time and um like still being 500 miles away for the most of like for the majority of this uh new venture it's still like brought us closer and yeah talking every day audio messages 12 <laughs> times a day I don't know if yeah, you guys literally. are big fans of audio messages but highly recommend <laughs> I was gonna say we have to get on it I had like one friend that exclusively used audio messages and it was maybe like a little bit uncomfortable but I know that they're convenient so yes. I'll have to I'm making so many people uncomfortable like uh, so many people uncomfortable because I will only send audio messages now <laughs> but um that's the yeah, best way to your point of like being in a million things and like mm-hmm. juggling it all I think going back to like what you asked about you know making everything work and like making your um managing all your priorities and everything I think overall I find things easier to juggle now than I did in school 
And I don't know if that's just because there's like less to do or because like most graduates working full time would say things are more like steady and consistent. So I think if that's something you guys are worried about right now, I think like upon graduation and everything, it gets so much easier, at least in my opinion. I don't know if Kylie probably wouldn't agree because you have a million things you're juggling now too. But I feel like when it's just a job, like it's a lot easier to work around. And I think my biggest piece of advice and something that like I will preach till the day I die is time blocking Mm -hmm. and using your Google calendar to your advantage. (laughs) Um, And it's just always been like a huge strategy for me. I find it like so key to getting things done. It's just like knowing like, okay, the morning is dedicated to like these three things and like noting them and same with the podcast. Like it's just blocking off the time and making the time. But I feel like Kylie might be able to speak to it a little better because I really haven't struggled too much with like juggling a lot of things since graduating yeah I think I think just being in school in general is very time consuming whether you're still an undergrad or you're in some sort of post-grad program I don't want to speak to programs outside of law school but from my understanding and from people that I've talked to I do think that law school is a bit more of a commitment than other like master's programs especially Mm -hmm. um So it's definitely a lot of, you know, I try to wake up every morning knowing what I want to get done for that day and just structuring. I'm a big to-do list person. I make myself a to-do list every single day and I make sure that it's attainable and I don't just like throw everything that I hope to get done. I try to trim it down to what I know I can get done in the day. Um, And then again, Google Calendar, get a planner. I will like die on this hill of you need a planner. (laughs) If you're like, if you want to be a functioning human being. Um, Do you recommend any planners? Like, do you have a specific one that really calls your name? I don't. So one of my big issues Mm -hmm. for someone who has always had a planner and always been like really into planning, I haven't found one that like works for me I think it's because I go through phases of like I want a planner like this and then like I enter a new phase of life and I'm like well something Mm -hmm. under this format would work better I do have I take notes on my iPad Mm -hmm. for school I have like an Apple pencil and everything and I use good notes and they have a few planner templates and you can also just like they allow you to like make shapes and things like that Mm -hmm. so I've kind of been using that to customize templates um and it's been working pretty well it does contribute to more screen time in the day which isn't super ideal um but yeah I think it's important though to find something that works for you even if it's changing every month Mm -hmm. just figuring out what your schedule calls for because some people it may be like scheduling things out and for others it could just be making master to-do lists to have Mm -hmm. for your day so figuring out what works for you is key for sure for sure and do you feel like do you, I don't, pardon me if you've like touched on this, but with being in school, cause Anya was saying like, she's had more time to kind of focus on other things, relationships, podcasts, et cetera. Do you feel like it's been the same or worse or like because of your organization, like planning and everything, you can kind of figure it all out. Um, you know, like things like that, like, has it been harder or has it been okay because of like the planners? <laughs> I would not go as far to say that I have figured it all out. <laughs> <That's> for <laughs> damn sure. Um, I think, you know, it's hard to say because I, I wouldn't really be doing anything anyways with the pandemic. I don't really leave my house. I'm, we're just very safe and um, conscious in that way. But I also am kind of like, how would I even have time to like hang out with friends if Mm -hmm. this was normal life? And I'm sure that, you know, depending on the situation, you can adapt and like 
make time. One of my main goals is to figure out a better work-life balance because I think I did a good job of it at the beginning of the semester. And then kind of when the rubber hit the road and things got really intense, I was like, I'm doing law school all the time. And any second that I took away from law school, I felt like really guilty about taking those breaks. Even if like I had budgeted the time and like was completely organized, got my to-do list done. I was like, well, I should get ahead on something because in school in general, but especially in law school, there's always something to do. I don't know how they do it. It's like Mary Poppins bag where there's just more stuff that can be pulled out and you're like, well, I guess I'll start on this now. Um, so yeah, definitely finding that better work life or I guess school life balance um, is in the cards for me for 2021. I'm manifesting it. Yes. Uh, New Year's resolution. I feel like weirdly, maybe this is just my experience, but I feel like with a job for me, like I used to be similar to that. Like always felt like there was something else to do and feeling guilty if I wasn't, you know, taking on the next task to make tomorrow easier and stuff like that. But for some reason with like a job, I'm like so strict with myself. I'm like, it's five o'clock. Like I have my own life. Like I'm Mm -hmm. logging off and I'm going to do the stuff that I like. So I guess if it's going to encourage you guys or like give you hope (laughs) that um, work-life balance is like possible. And, you know, I say it now, maybe this year will be crazy. I am at a startup and everything, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it's been so much easier Mm -hmm. in a work life to find that balance as, as opposed to how it was when I was in school. Yeah. I look forward to those days. <laughs> yeah. No, because like school, like you're on all the time. Like if you're not in class, you're just, you're doing schoolwork. But like over the summer when I would have jobs or work, or even now, like I've been working remotely for my job at school. Like when I'm done, like my hours, like I'm out, like don't email me. Like I'm not answering emails till I'm back on the clock, like all of that stuff. So it does give me hope, but it's like, for me, I got to get through grad school next and then, and then maybe. Then can have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to end just talking, you briefly said like manifesting 2021, things like that. This is, this episode will be out in 2021. So would love to know um, maybe just some of your goals or some growth um, from the past year that has maybe inspired some action or anything for 2021 ironically right before we hopped on to record this with you guys we actually recorded our goals episode for 2021 so that'll be out in the first week of um january depending when you guys are listening to this it Mm -hmm. might be up already um i think i've kind of hinted at this i think if like circumstances allow a big goal for me would be to move back out of my parents house and kind of get my independent life Mm -hmm. started in my 20s but i think that is so out of my control like i feel like i can't too much pressure on myself because it is so dependent on the situation with coronavirus and like what feels safe and attainable Mm -hmm. and everything so I guess as far as goals that like I have control over um I think I really want to prioritize like my health and mindfulness and everything going into this new year and then we also have some podcast goals that we're excited about um for this coming year like trying to improve on some different mediums and um bringing on like some different guests and stuff like that so I think a lot of our goals are podcast related but Mm -hmm. Kylie I'll let you speak to yours yeah I think my kind of big goal for 2021 is finding that school life balance I think a lot of things will fall more into place for me if I can just figure that out a little bit better Um, and just like overall like general health and well-being I'm definitely not the best at you know maintaining like things like anxiety and stress very common things to have when you're in college very common things to have when you're in law school um and there's stuff that you shouldn't be like just shoving under the rug like it's just easier to deal with it and figure out what you need whether it's using like your school's 
you know, academic resources or counseling services or journaling every night, like whatever it may be. And I, I know I need to be better at utilizing those resources and just making it so much easier on myself. So I think that's kind of my main mindset going into 21 is accepting when I need help and guidance and, you know, a little bit of support to get through the semester. Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mental health is, is a huge, huge thing. Like just like the anxiety stuff is huge, like with stress and everything that's come with like this time too. I think it's so important because it truly like your mental well-being affects everything like else in your life. So I highly relate to that. Oh, and one more question I wanted to ask (laughs) podcast related, um, because obviously we kind of both are in the same boat. We both are having these, like uh, we both started a podcast in quarantine with our best friend, like all those things. And like, I think we really want to know, like, where do you wish to take this? Like, do you, you know, is there big goals like you had mentioned like you have goals for 2021 for the podcast I would love to know like what those are like how where do you see this going yeah I'm like famous (laughs) (laughs) I'm like call her daddy level like mansion in New York City is the next step no definitely not but um yeah I can speak to it a little bit and then I'll hand it over to Kylie I think for me what I find most exciting about having this podcast is like the community aspect of it and like getting those messages from people like around the world is just insane and I really want to capitalize on that and like create more opportunities for engagement with our audience so like we're still feeling out like what the best way for that to do that would be but like maybe a Facebook group a Slack group something like that Mm -hmm. where people can like just connect on a deeper level and like have those conversations um and like it would be so cool if we were just kind of that like intervention point to like make them meet you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um And then we definitely have goals as far as like increased reach and things like that and guests, but I'll let Kylie speak to that. Yeah. So I think, you know, a really big goal is just to broaden our reach. And I think podcasting, unfortunately, is really tough because the algorithm for podcasts is not super stellar. It's not like a YouTube algorithm where you can kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, All you can really do is work with like SEO terms. And I don't even know what those are. So we're working on that. Um, But yeah, so I think we really want to focus on like diversifying our content, especially through like Instagram. TikTok is huge right now. Um, Reels and guides and all of that on Instagram and being able to bring on more guests. I think it's also another big goal for us. We got to interview some really cool people in 2020. We got to interview one of our favorite bloggers on YouTube and I got to talk to Avery Bishop who's like really big on TikTok she's like a 2L right now um so just like bringing on more interesting people like that uh I think could be a really great way to kind of broaden our reach and uh grow the podcast and I've also heard that like podcasting is such a great way to network because now it's Mm -hmm. like these people recognize at the very least they recognize your name Mm -hmm. on Instagram um And so like down the line, you just never know when something might pop up and you could, and now you have this new contact that you could reach out to because you interviewed them for the podcast. So I think that's like a nice little benefit and something that we want to continue to grow in the new year. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think something to note about podcasts specifically is I feel like sometimes we can get discouraged about like not seeing the growth that we want and like seeing people just start and already be like so much more successful than we are. But when you look at those types of successes often they're coming from like another platform 
-hmm. like they could be an influencer with a YouTube or like an Instagram or something. And it's like, when you're pulling from another platform, of course, Mm -hmm. people are going to follow you. But like when you're building something from the ground up, it is more difficult and it does take longer. So I think just like reminding ourselves about that whenever we feel like we're falling behind from like what we expect from ourselves is just that like, it takes time, nothing happens overnight and any, any motion in the right direction is going to get you there eventually Mm -hmm. um, has been like a good mindset. Yeah, no, that's actually a very interesting point because um, the startup I'm working for is for dog treats. Um, and it's for li- like my, I live with two boys who are in a fraternity and two of their fraternity brothers started it. Um, and they are both famous, famous on TikTok with like 130,000 followers, whatever. And so their growth with their company like felt like it was overnight Mm -hmm. because they have so many followers and their whole TikTok is dedicated to their dogs. And then they're in the dog treat industry. So of course, everyone's going to go over there. Um, So that was like, just seeing them, I was like, how do you have 2000 followers on Instagram overnight? And it made Mm -hmm. sense. Um, And I don't, um, use my personal Instagram. So that was another thing like with Arlie and I promoting our podcast and stuff. Um, the only really Instagram that it was being promoted on besides ours was Arlie's and mm-hmm. we definitely reached different people because we went to different schools and things like that. So that's actually a really interesting point just to um, measure your success, not in comparison to others, but like in comparison to all of your resources and everything that Mm -hmm. you you kind of have going into it so my takeaways from everything you Mm -hmm. both have been saying is just like patience is Mm -hmm. like key like patience with our podcast ventures patience with ourselves patience as like we navigate you know school or new jobs um and just like being kind to ourselves because you know this time is just crazy and we are all trying to like figure things out and try new things and like we should and some of those things are going to be great and some there's going to be bumps along the road so I just think like to take away like one of the things I'm taking away from this is just like to be kind more kind to myself I think and more more patient um with everything and like taking that into 2021 so thank you both so so much for all your words of wisdom truly (laughs) um we so appreciate you both coming on again their podcast is called two degrees hotter um you can find them anywhere you listen yeah Yes. Anyway, yeah, anyway, listen. listen. Um, <laughs> our Instagram is also just at two degrees hotter. Literally, again, one thank you just for being guests, and two for your words of wisdom. I, I kind of feel like we're looking into like Arlie and I's like one year future, and it was just very <laughs> comforting to hear from um, people who are just like right, right, like a year ahead, two years ahead, mm-hmm. etc. Um, so thank you guys so much for coming on and for just all of your wisdom and everything we yeah yep I appreciate it I feel more relaxed I don't know about Harley I do too (laughs) I'm ready to tackle the new year yes Uh, but for our next episode um for our listeners um my sister is going to be on um I interviewed Zoe and we talked all about our relationship as sisters um she's just starting her college experience so talking about that um and we do some questions and answers from you all who submitted your questions so stay tuned for that but until then have a great week bye guys bye, bye. bye.